The Devil Pulls the Strings by J.W. Zarek Narrated by Kurt Bonham Chapter 1 Promise Me Ten minutes earlier, St. Louis Renaissance Festival, Joust Arena. My horse Henry shifts beneath me, restless. I scan the crowd made up of the Queen's Royal Household. Modern-day groundlings, spectators, and a few goth girls in waiting. Four years of bumps, bruises, and broken bones. All worth it. Because today, Boone, you get a shot at the title. Old man Wrigley, the marshal of the field, in his loose-fit red-and-green tartans, golden mustard bastion shirt, and wrap-around whiskers, saunters out to the middle of the jousting arena, and the crowd falls silent. There shall be violence, bloodshed, and death. His voice sharp and savage. Hoops, hollas, and huzzas ring. Today... We bear witness to the brave and stalwart Sir Flynn Michaels as he defends his unbeaten four-year title. He motions to Flynn. The enthusiastic crowd showers the air with righteous adulation. Against him, the up-and-coming, bold and brash, fobbing, folly-fallen flapdragon, Sir Boone Daniels. Old Man Wrigley's hangman stare and booming dead man walking proclamation rouse the crowd to a round of cheerful play-along hisses and boos. Ah, midday May. It's clear blue skies and cheering crowds thirsting for blood. What's not to love? And the chance to beat Flynn, take his title, and win the Queen's favor too? Best day ever. Henry stands fine and looks glorious in his purple and gold caparison. But the cock of his ears and tilt of his head hint something's off. Hmm. I put his blinders on Henry so he doesn't throw me this time. He should be good. So why do I have a nagging, nasty prickle stirring in the pit of my stomach? I scrutinize the field. My gaze lingers on the stands. Come on, Henry. Just like last week. But this week, the chance to beat Flynn. I pat his neck. Not sure which of us I'm trying to convince more. The marshal raises his hand to signal the joust shall commence, then drops his hand. My best friend Flynn and I ride forward. The smell of 225 feet by 60 feet of fresh earth mixed with horse musk would get me drunk if it were wine. We strike the tips of our lances together and stop side by side. Sir Flynn, I love you, brother, all decked out in your crimson and gold. But today I win the queen's favor. My joust jitters fade, and a ginormous grin spreads. Because I know all your moves, brother. Yes, you've declared that when you turn 22 you shall best me. Such donkey prattle is ever amusing, Sir Boone. His crinkling eyes mock me. You know what else I say? What's that? More jousting and less talky-talky, I say, pinch-flapping my fingers, but only because his ex Lizzie Sue used to do the annoying action, and I know how much he hates it. Good one, Flynn deadpans. 
I adjust my helmet and spin Henry around. Flynn and I canter to opposite ends of the tilt yard, then turn. We raise our lances. I tighten my grip, my fingers curling around my lance one by one. The flood of nervous energy washing over me everywhere at once is exhilarating. We gallop toward one another. The crowd roars, and the adrenaline rush and the pounding of hooves vibrates up my spine. Flynn and I have been jousting together so long our movements are in sync. I can't tell if I lowered my lance and shield first or Flynn did. I only know we mirror one another perfectly. I lock my gaze on his. My lance glances past Flynn. I stay focused on the prize, Flynn's shield. What? An air horn blasts. Flynn's mount spooks, rears. Flynn's blazing blue eyes hold a flash of shock. The tip of my lance finds Flynn's only exposed area under his arm. His mouth pulls to one side in a grimace. His face ripples in a rictus of pain. The impact thrums up my lance through my arm, and there's this crunch crack of Flynn's ribs breaking, and a hand of fear clutches my heart. The thumb, the thumb, the thumb. My heartbeat booms. Splinters and shards fly. The opposite motion of our horses causes my lance to explode. The rest of the scene unfolds in a breakneck blur. Flynn unhorsed, flying backward, landing hard. What's left of my lance stuck in his side. The hand of fear squeezes my heart tighter and tighter. I leap off Henry, drop to my knees at Flynn's side. Flynn! His name rips from my throat. I stare in helpless horror at the blood. Blood everywhere. Renfair night training kicks in. I tear off my metal gloves and apply pressure to the wound. Nina, Nina, Nina. The on-site ambulance wails. Within minutes, Mike Malone, the paramedic I've known for two years, nudges me to the side. I watch his hands navigate around the protruding lance. He applies a dressing to the wound. Boone, how many times have you and Flynn gotten banged up this season? Five? Six? He holds up a pen light, flickering it between Flynn's eyes. Flynn, it's Mike. Stay with me. Everything's going to be fine. A note of comforting firmness in his voice. Mike's brow furrows, and his eyes flash an ominous knowing. Bruises, broken fingers, twisted ankles, or joust normal. But this? A possible broken jaw, broken ribs, concussion and a possible punctured lung is not joust normal. Bloody air horn guy. Minutes later, we're in the ambulance. The driver speaks. 9867, St. Louis Renfair to SSM Health St. Joseph. We have a 24-year-old male, possible punctured lung, fractured jaw and ribs, shattered shoulder, concussion, and brief loss of consciousness. We're coming in code three. Three days later... I'm tired of listening to the incessant rhythmic beep-beep-beep of Flynn's heart monitor in his hospital room. It brings no comfort. My Aunt Vivian told me not to worry about my work playing handyman at the trailer park until Flynn's all sorted out. 
No doubt she's saved the best backed-up toilets, trapped water moccasins, and seeping septic tanks for me. But I don't care. So I've sat here, staring at Flynn's battered body for three days. A steady flow of friends, co-workers, and guys in his band, the village idiots, shuffle through. But now it's just Flynn and me. Boone. Flynn's voice is so weak. I lean forward, take his cold, no-grip, shaky hand. I'm here, brother. He opens his eyes. His formidable, usually unreadable face is gone, replaced by a battle-weary, ready-for-Valhalla face. You look like crap, he says, then shuts his eyes. We... we couldn't find the airhorn guy, the guy that spooked your horse... The guy who almost made me kill you. Flynn squeezes my hand, opens his eyes. Accidents happen. He coughs. <coughs> and you know what I'm talking about. I do know what he's talking about. My parents disappearing and the damn Wendigo that's been stalking me since I was six. But that's my problem, not his. Not now. Can we talk about something else? I try to ignore the burning in my chest. When I get out of here... He makes an effort to reposition himself. <clears throat> Me and the boys? He shuts his eyes and grabs at the blanket. We'll help you get rid of... I told you, I'll deal with it. Right now, focus on healing. I swallow, try to pull my hand away but Flynn's weak grip holds tight. Promise me one thing? He draws in a shaky breath. <sighs> you know my set with the band? His jaw tightens. He rubs his throat. I pick up a half-filled water glass, hand it to him. He takes a slow, purpose-driven sip. I need you to take my Saturday gig. You'll make the gig. I'm not going anywhere soon, and you know it. Not a hint of humor shows on his face. He takes in a big gulp of air. <sighs> You've sat in on enough rehearsals to earn a spot in the band. Promise me you'll take my gig. His voice is almost inaudible. Why can't he ask me to do something simple, like when his ex Lizzie Sue slashed all his tires? Because I can handle getting and putting on secondhand tires from old Fred's ammo bait tires and worm shop. This is the village idiot's big break. And you owe me. He points his finger right at me. Right through me. Of course I owe him. Anything he wants. I promise. The muscles of his face relax. Tension around his eyes erases. There. On the table. I pick up a ticket and a piece of paper and try to hand them over. He slow swats away my hand. No, they're for you. A bus ticket for 4.15pm today? And an address, 55 West 76th Street, plus a time? What's this? The ticket is for you. Garcia dropped it off when you went to powder your nose. 
A bromance grin splashes across his face. He shuts his eyes. His fingertips dig into the blanket as if the grin wore him out. Get to New York City. He releases the blanket. And the address is our contact, Professor Stone. He motions for me to hand him a tube and face mask from an oxygen tank on the wall. I pass him the mask. He smashes it against his face, presses a button on the tube, breathes in, and exhales. You want me to get a nurse? He shakes his head. I peer at the note with the scrawled address and time. Professor Stone is the band's contact? Lynn removes the mask and says, He's our patron. He funds our road gigs. You have a patron? What does Professor Stone have you guys do on the road? Often after road trips, Flynn comes back bruised, but he always says the band just got into bar fights. I've always wondered if there was more to his stories, and now I wonder if Professor Stone has something to do with these fights and bruises. I grind my teeth and hear my own breathing. Calm down. Let Flynn heal. He'll tell you everything when he's ready. Just make sure you meet Stone at 3.20 p.m. He takes a few more breaths of oxygen. Three twenty p.m. I push my shoulders back. I check the time. I'll have to leave now if I want to catch this bus. What about the rest of the band? They're flying on Friday. Why don't I just travel with them? Hey, you lance me, brother. Fair enough. You better get better. I rest my hand on his shoulder. You better not miss that bus. Flynn lifts his head and takes a few more puffs of oxygen. His gaze stuck on my face. We have a lot to talk about when you get back. His head falls back on the pillow. He closes his eyes and seems to fall asleep. I've never been out of Wentzville. I've never been to New York City. I've never been anywhere. I'm claustrophobic and hate to travel. Flynn knows this. But I'm responsible for his injuries, which means I have to go. And he knows that, too. I got this, Flynn. I tap the ticket and paper to my chest twice and leave the hospital. Coming up next in The Devil Pulls the Strings by J.W. Zarek. Chapter 2 Crushed <laughs> 